0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Utah Royals FC show. Uh, it's me, Vircho. We got Megan and with us. Finally, I told her we'd get her back on like th- th- 20 episodes ago. I can't do math. Erica Timrak. Hi, everybody.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast. Um, Cindy is not with us. Neither is Ryan. I think we should just mutually terminate um cindy's contract what do you think about that megan the contract that we don't have I'm yeah sure. <laughs> yeah the the contract that looks in the slack group like hey we're podcasting at five <laughs> on wednesday are you in yeah that's back that the
2: extent of the communication
0: but that's yeah. okay anyways super stoked to have erica on
1: how are you doing i am good i am a little cold freezing in Salt Lake city right now <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good off season, but to be honest, I'm just, I'm dying for a season to start. I'm getting anxious.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah.
0: That, that cold, I mean, I'm sure. Have you spent a decent amount of the off season home in Florida?
1: Um, so right after a season, Artie and I did a trip to southern Utah. Um, it was like a sponsored trip by Visit Utah, and it was insane. And we got to um, kind of like explore different national parks, and that was awesome. And then um, my now-fiancé and I went to the Bahamas for a little Ooh. bit, just to do a little relaxing vacation. And then we spent some time on the East Coast, um, just kind of seeing friends, family, traveling. And then I spent some time in Florida, But I'm officially back in Salt Lake um, and it feels good, minus the
0: cold.
2: It's been a bitter winter so far, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Not a fan. I'm ready to be like, yay, more global warming. Just (laughs) kidding yeah no it gonna, stinks let's not have global warming <laughs> yeah no global warming is definitely bad that was 100 percent a joke <laughs>
2: let's just have it be less freezing
0: yeah, yeah. all the time uh,
2: yeah.
0: uh listeners for the record virtual leonard would like to state that uh global warming is a bad idea that is my final position on that issue
2: <laughs> we're gonna start getting called out for thinking global warming is a good idea aren't we
0: please no please don't (laughs) Uh, um so we've talked to you before and you're pretty rad so we don't really need to do any icebreakers we have some new ones that you would be fun to do with so let's jump right in so if you were to win a dundee what would it be for
1: oh my gosh um to be honest i connected a lot with pam with the whitest shoes award. (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to get some type of shoe award i like love shoes and i have a pretty rad collection in my bedroom actually takes up like half my room um so something along the lines of whitest sneakers award maybe.
0: awesome all right so also office related if you were to get a tattoo of a michael scott quote what would it be and where on your body would you put it
1: Wow, it's very personal.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it is very personal. <laughs> and you're really
1: going right at it. Um, I think I would do the would I rather be theater love, easy both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me.
0: Solid it's such choice. a good philosophy. Yeah, and like, I it's great.
1: put it like, on my forehead just so
2: everybody
0: <laughs> can see that.
2: <laughs> it,
0: that's fantastic.
2: That's quality.
0: Yeah. All right, last silly one. All right, which one of your teammates would you be most afraid to meet in a bar fight? Um, I
1: think Rachel Corsi for sure. Like I truly think that she, to be honest, I would love to have her on my side if I ever got in a bar fight. Like she would 100% be the one to just like step in and I'd probably be under like a bar
0: stool shaking, but
1: um yeah, I wouldn't want to be in a bar fight with Corsi.
0: No that's way. a new answer. Yeah. Really? Well, you know, that's really funny because Rachel Corsi said you, if I remember she right. She
2: did. I'm pretty sure she did, Virgo. Wow. Because you're you're like quiet but can be feisty, I think, is what yeah. she said. I guess I can be a little scrappy. Yeah. Well, that's good to
1: know. I mean <laughs> I
2: Dream Team far- right yeah. there in bar fights. Up.
0: That's cool. Favorite do you have like a pre game music that you listen to? Um
1: yeah, probably pre game. Like driving to the stadium, I usually like will blast like Drake or Kendrick Lamar. Um and then yeah, in the stadium we we keep it pretty ratchet. I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah, anything we can like dance to and just get hyped to and I would say like there's always Drake playing. There's always um, 2000s, like, hip-hop
0: playing. So we keep it pretty real with that. Is is that just sort of a mutual consensus, or is someone like, give me the ox?
1: Um, I, I mean, there's definitely people, like Barney, for instance, who will just, like, walk out of the locker room. <laughs> She's like, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, Katie Bowen, Desi, me, Lo, we've We pretty much run the the music aspect of it.
0: Y'all are all the lifes of the party, so (laughs) it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. On that note, though, what type of music does Barney like? I think she likes country
1: music, which I can totally get behind. Like, I love country, especially during the summertime, but, like, not
2: pregame. Yeah, it's just not the right vibe for (laughs) pregame.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you need something. It's too, like,
2: sappy love story most of the time to just be, like, get hyped
0: with. Yeah, for sure. You need something pumping. All right. So our friend Lucas, who also rides with the RSL Soapbox, and he's actually the one who took the picture that we tagged you in earlier.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, I like that yeah. picture. I was going to be like, "Lucas, can get that?
0: Do you have any favorite dog parks?
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I... Like, my go-to is, like, Tanner Park. Um, it's, like, off-leash, and it's up Mill Creek Canyon, and I probably go there once a week. This is, like, really embarrassing to admit, but our dog actually has his own hike group. He goes on twice a week with <laughs> a group of dogs. <laughs> so, aside from that, um, I personally take him probably once or twice to Tanner a week, Um I really like it. Um, there's like a water hole at the bottom and a river, and there's some trails during it. Um, so I think that one's my favorite. Um, and then I've also been in Neffs Canyon. I don't know if that's like an actual dog park, but I, everyone had their dog off leash there, um, and that one was re- that one was really cool as well.
0: Is Tri still living his best life then, I suppose? Yeah, it's, I mean,
1: he's having his four-year out-of-the-shelter anniversary party coming up on Sunday. Um, It's going to be huge. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're doing that at Tanner Park. It's really just a giant hike with all his friends. Um, But he's living his best life, to be honest. He came to Florida with us. He did some exploring. He went to the beach a bunch of times. Uh, But He's a true snow dog. So he's back in Salt Lake. He's back in the snow where he belongs.
2: Sounds like Chai has more friends than I do. So <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> I feel like a loser because my dog has more friends than me and my fiance combined. So it's cool.
0: I mean, there's something about Chai though. Like just looking at your dog, that's like, Oh he's my God, dog. that's such a good dog. Like you're such a good boy and I've never met you.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he's, He's very entitled. Like when we wrecked him, he was like so shy and like gentle and he didn't know how to play with toys. And now he like lays in his toy bin and like sprawls out. And he has like a day bed from Urban Outfitters that he uses as not only a day bed, but as like a layer where he goes underneath it and he uses it as like a cave when he wants his alone time. Like it's very pretentious, but we love him <laughs> and we. <laughs> we created this monster by showering him with toys and love, so.
2: It's good, Pretend. though. He, he deserves it. He lived in a shelter for too long anyways, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I say and trying to justify it, but.
2: No, I feel like that's a great justification. He, yeah. You know, he gets to live his best life now that he survived the
0: not-so-great part of it. For sure. It's making up for lost time. Exactly. Is he entitled to the point that you would ever consider, like, sending out uh, for his anniversary to of the shelter like you know how they people send out like wedding invitations or graduation invitations would you ever send out those for chai because you should totally do it
2: you mean like
1: actual party invitations mm-hmm. do it <laughs> I actually already sent them out
2: that's incredible oh my god i love it because via
1: via email you know gotta be eco-friendly try and you know save you
2: know. that's true
1: it was all done electronically, but he does nonetheless have party Im- invitations.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So killer. I love that so much. Alright. Does your jersey number have any sentimental, like, meaning or value?
1: Um, to be honest, I was always number 17 in college, and I really like that number. I think, like, I don't know why I think a lot of wingers had that number. And then when I got drafted, it was taken and I was like, well, I like 15, like I can make that work. And then it kind of just stuck. And, um, one of my, I watch a lot of basketball because, um, Mark, my fiance, uh, works with basketball players in the NBA. And one of the guys he works with plays for the nuggets. So we always watch the nuggets and one of my favorite players, uh Nikola Jokic is number fifteen. So I don't know. That's kind of cool, I guess, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it has like I didn't choose it for a certain reason, but it's definitely like grown on me and like it's definitely like my number now. That was a cool
0: um article about your fiance too. I saw that tweet. Did you? Yeah, that's that's pretty tight.
1: Yeah, he's been he's been killing it. He um Mark played overseas for four or five years he played in estonia and germany and italy um in spain and then when he came back he still wanted to um be involved in the game and he started working with you know euro guys just training them and then um the summer he got his first like nba guy and his name is malik and he's just like killing it right now in the nba so it's really cool to watch and follow and yeah i like i'm a huge nba nerd now it's i'm like in the, in the chat rooms and everything <laughs>
0: Such a cool story. Power yeah. couple
1: for
2: sure. Yeah, we love that. That's a like really cool story and a really cool job to have.
1: Yeah, it is. He um he's pretty much gone all summer because that's when, you know, the NBA guys are off. So that's when he like does like most of his hands-on work. Um but it's cool that we can both, you know, chase our dreams and be there for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Is he so? Is he going back and forth to Denver mostly, or is it just all over?
1: Um, it's all over because sometimes they train in um, LA. Sometimes they train in, in Atlanta. Um, during actual season of the NBA, he'll go out to Denver um, sometimes. Um, but it kind of all just depends. But he's he's kind of all over the place. Neat. But, yeah, but Salt Lake has um, become like you know our home base together. So that's been kind of cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So did you have an NBA team or did you follow basketball before you met him? Or was that sort um, of just... You know? No, I didn't. I actually like never really was interested by basketball. Um,
1: and then, I mean, it's on pretty much every night. And then I started watching it. And like a bunch of his friends, he played college ball. He went to UNC. So a lot of the guys that he played with um, are in the league now. And so it's been fun just to like watch them. And then when he started training guys, I kind of got more into it. And now I just love it. Um, I really enjoy watching the Nuggets play. Um, But um, I obviously enjoy Golden State and I really love Russell Westbrook. So I, I follow Oklahoma a little bit too.
0: Neat. sorry sorry Megan I was like going to give you the opportunity no, I, I thought I lost there, you I so like, no I'm just trying to You're good. We should have coordinated that. I day. know. <laughs>
2: We're good. We're really bad at this secretly but yeah. it's not really secretly. We're just really bad at this.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Very amateur
0: yeah. but you know. It's okay. It's fun. Lift the voices. It's, <laughs> it's a blast. All right, all right. So, this next question that I'm going to ask you is super serious. It's a really hard question to answer. Um, and you're probably going to hate it. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> What's your favorite things about Alex Arlett? <laughs> asked by Alex Arlett. Oh, gosh. Artie, my gosh. Um,
1: I'm actually mad at Artie because she doesn't live in Salt Lake City anymore. And so I'm very mad at her. Uh, but Artie's one of the like type of people that you can just do anything with like this off season we spent a lot of time together and she would text me and be like i'm bored so we'd go just get in the car and drive and kind of see where the day took us um whether it was roaming aisles of target or tj maxx or just driving up the canyon or going to different coffee shops she's just one of those people that you can just do anything with and um when we went to Southern Utah, we went to Bryce Canyon and Kanab, and we went to one other place. But, anyways, we just we had the best time. And the first day we actually got there, it was we got to like the Navajo Loop Trail, and it was like one of the most I was looking forward to this the most. And it was pouring down rain. It was even like hailing, and it was freezing. And we're like, we got we pulled into the trailhead, and we looked at each other, and we're like, this is where boys become men. <laughs> we, okay. we like put garbage bags over us to keep us. Cause we didn't rain rain jackets because who would bring rain jackets, you know, on a hiking expedition. Um, and we just, we had the best time and it was like, it's, it's, she's the perfect person to like have one of those days with where like, it doesn't matter if it's raining or hailing, like we're just going to make the most out of this. Um, but sh- Everything aside, she is an incredible human being, and I'm very lucky to have her as a friend.
2: That's, like, the cutest story, though. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't be crying this early into I know.
2: We're only, like, 20 minutes in. You can't cry already. <laughs> no. That's- but, yeah, Alex is was one of the nicest people I think I've ever talked to, so it only fits that story. She was so nice. I'm so sad she doesn't get to stay in Utah. The whole story is so heartbreaking. I know.
1: But I know that she's going to go on the journey she's supposed to be going on, and she's going to be doing incredible things in the world. So I have no doubt about that. For sure. sure.
0: All right. Um, This is the next question. So... From actually, I guess this is a little bit like this is actually a little bit more hardball, but not really. Um, so what I guess. So So there was a stretch of games last season where you really weren't getting a lot of playing time. Yeah. But then uh, towards, you know, the back half of the season, you started getting a lot more minutes and taking over minutes, particularly from, you know, people like Brittany Ratcliffe. So Marcus wants to know, I guess, what. I guess. How did you earn that spot back?
1: Um, you know it's really tough because when you're on a team, um, you every player brings something different. Um, like I'm a completely different player than Britt Radcliffe, and she has a lot more strengths and than I do in certain areas, and vice versa. Um, and I think that with a team, it's just, it's sometimes like a jigsaw puzzle and things are going to move around and you're going to get playing time a lot. And then you're not going to see the field much, but I think what's important is to just kind of keep a really, really uh, focused and positive attitude with it all because it's just part of the game. And it's, I mean, we play professional soccer. This is our job and we don't get paid to, you know, go to practice and pout that we're not in the starting 11. Like you get paid to go to practice every day and work as hard as you can and try and make yourself and your teammates better players. Um, so there's always going to be situations where you're unhappy, but with your playing time, but just cause you're unhappy with that, it doesn't mean you have to let it affect you. Um, I think it's normal, you know, to be pissed off sometimes. And, um, you know, a little agitated that, like, you're not getting the minutes that you want, but at the end of the day, it is part of the game. And as long as you can, like, channel that into another energy that is more positive and, you know, helps the team out, I think that, um, I think that's just, you know, an important part of being an athlete.
0: Man, there's a bunch of dudes in the soccer world all over the world who, like, need to hear that. (laughs) Stop pouting. Go play. God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I know it's easier said than done, but I mean, when you look at, you know, very successful athletes who are really good team players, I think that's, you know, something that they've all dealt
0: with. Definitely. Um, so what I guess is your goal or your game plan to I guess keep those minutes up this upcoming season, especially with some of the new additions that have been done and that may come in.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the number one thing is just to stay true to myself. Um, Sometimes, like, I get a little frustrated because I think that, you know, the women's game is going in, like, a a more physical direction, and that's not the type of player I am. Um, And sometimes, you know, I tell myself, man, I wish I was, like, a little faster, a little stronger, but um, at the end of the day, I think I have to just stay true to, like, my strengths and, like, you know, I love taking people on 1v1. I love being crafty. I love, you know, the creative side to the game. And I think that I need to stay true to that. Um, That doesn't mean I, you know, you don't follow the game plan or you do what the game calls. But I think at the end of the day, like when I'm playing my best, I'm extremely confident. And when I'm confident, like I'm happy playing. So I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. So um, I'm excited for this next season. And I think our entire team is like extremely hungry just to go out there and, you know, show people that we really are a good team. And last year not making playoffs was devastating for us and that we're not gonna we're not gonna take that this year.
2: Fans too.
0: We are so hyped. We talked about this a little bit before we hit record, but
2: we're ready. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're we're very, very ready to see what the season brings. Now if we could just get NWSL to release the schedule for us, that would be great. I know.
1: I think I'm gonna start tweeting at them soon, just like every day. <laughs>
2: you should yeah, do just it. Like release the schedule part one and every day just add a part to it till they finally do it.
1: Retweet myself like ten times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just make a bunch of fake Twitter accounts to retweet it so it gets some more <laughs> attention.
0: Yeah. Do y'all get an in on that being a player like stuff like that stuff like transfers or are you just like hitting refresh like the rest of us?
1: Um, No, I think we'll get an idea of the schedule and I think we'll get the schedule a little bit ahead of time. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I've been refreshing my email a lot. so cool, Cool.
2: So they don't even have like a date of when they're going to release it that they'll tell you. They're just like, you'll find out one day.
1: Uh, I think they told us a date that they planned on it, but I'm I'm not sure if it's, like, a classified date or whatever, so I'm just mm-hmm. going to bite
0: the bullet on this one. I was so terrified that Sky Blue was going to fold, and so for, like, I thought that that was why it wasn't being released, oh, and I don't know. know, maybe some people thought that, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible stuff. We won't get into that, unless you'd like to.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's It's a really touchy subject because I, like, you know you want to see the league grow so bad, but, um, you know, there's some things that just aren't good enough, you know? So it's, sure. it's, it's a tough subject, but I just, I hope all the players well. And I just hope that, um, they can kind of stuff it up this year. Yeah.
0: That's a fantastic way to put it. wool we'll, Megan and I and Ryan will whine about that at a later date. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> So um, last fan question before we get into the Erica Timrak fan account. Um, and this is actually a really great question. Um, Andrew Knight coming in. How is your Instagram game so fire? I genuinely would like to know this.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree. And um, what
0: is the scientific rationality behind this?
2: Wow. That's
1: such a humbling question.
0: You know, I don't know.
1: Sometimes I just post whatever I want to post and the caption is so dumb and I just like, I don't care. And, <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I actually deleted my Instagram for two and a half weeks over like the holiday, like over Christmas. Um, and it was very, very liberating to be honest. Um, it kind of showed me how much time I actually do spent on social media and I do like social media. Like it's, I think a great tool in many aspects especially as like an athlete like you get to you know connect with your fans and the community but you do realize how much time you spend on it so I took a much needed two-week break um and it felt nice but I'm I'm back I'm excited to bring the fire in 2019 I'm just running out of office quotes to be honest so <laughs> i have All to right. find a
2: new show to get obsessed with so we have more quotes yeah, what other shows do you like,
0: or are you like my girlfriend, where you just watch? So she watches The Office all the way through on repeat, and then she'll watch Friends all the way on repeat, okay. and she'll do this just time and time again, and that's all she does.
1: Um, yeah. So like The Office is the only. Sh- oh, I watch uh, Sex and the City on repeat as well, but it's definitely like a different like type of mood you have to be in. Like that's more of like, um, I guess like a Friday night when I don't really want to go out but like the office i can literally have on every second of the day um but sometimes i'll get to like season 7 and i'm like no maybe i should just start from season 1 again <laughs> um but you get it yeah aside from that um i really like um like crime shows we're watching true detective right now um The Handmaid's Tale has been really good. I like psychological thriller shows, to be honest. Um, I feel like I've pledged my loyalty to The Office as, like, the only comedy I really watch on repeat. I tried Parks and Rec, just wasn't the same.
2: I would agree. It's good, but it's just not quite as good.
1: Yeah, I found myself, like, comparing it. I was like, no, Karen Filippelli is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because there is a lot of the overlap, I feel, because people will go, obviously, from watching The Office to Parks and Rec, and there's no, like, there is that dynamic of, oh, it's good, but it's not The Office, or it's bad, but it's not The Office. Yeah, for sure. Rad. All right. So, Erica Timrak fan from KC. Uh, this is cool, cool stuff. um. So, what is we asked you about this on the last pod, but I put it in here to see if anything has changed. What is, I guess, your favorite part about Utah? Favorite part about Utah? Um,
1: I don't know. I like a, I like a lot of different things about it. I first, I like the community that we live in. I like the soccer community, and I like, you know, how close knit our fans are and the support we get and. It's just, that's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, But I also like, you know, the restaurant scene. And um, there's actually some really cool, like, cafes and places that we always, you know, go to after practice. And it's a fun city to, you know, if you like food, if you like coffee, it's a pretty good city for that, too.
0: Not a bad city at all. Yeah. So, last season, is there a memory that really sticks out? Or maybe, like, a set of memories?
1: Um, I think, uh, honestly, I think our home opener was like mind boggling as to like, I mean, how many fans were there, how loud it was, how much support we got. Um, it sucks because like, obviously, you know, the results, not what we wanted, but just like being welcomed into Salt Lake City like that was, it's something that I'll for sure remember the rest of my life.
2: Sure, being sure. being there that day was like crazy because I've all, you always see big numbers like that for real, but I I was so happy with the community that around us that we were able to do that. For an NWSL team, because like when the Monarchs came, they've always struggled. And I was so happy to not see that be the case for the Royals because it was such a thing that through Soapbox, we'd become so passionate about. And then to finally see it, I can only imagine how it was for you guys to be like the actual team, but to see the community get behind it was crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's awesome, you know, because you can write articles and you can podcast as much as you you want. But if there's not that initial following and passion, which I think has like, obviously it's not at the level that we want it to be at, but the fact that there is, you know, that movement there that I think it eventually could be, you know, it could be another Portland, I think consistently and that's so exciting because we really did see the glimpse of that at that first home opener. Yeah, definitely. Any other moments that stick out? Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly, honest, every, every home game we had was so much fun just like going to the stadium and have like, I know it sounds so amateur because like this is my, I've been playing professional soccer for six years, but like, just having like your own stadium, it, it's just like such a such a cool feeling. Um, so it never gets old. Like rolling up to the stadium on game day.
0: That's tight. What do you miss about Kansas City, both as a city and the club?
1: Um, as a club, I definitely miss like, um, you know, <laughs> we would go to practice every day and we'd play five v two every single day um and that was it was just we had so much fun um we yeah we were we were so mean to each other um but we you know just rag on each other all the time but 5 e 2 is just a special memory that like our fckc team will always like have in our hearts um and as far as outside of that Um, there's definitely places in the city that like I enjoyed, um, Cafe Gratitude was like one of my favorite cafes, like an all vegan cafe, um, that like I loved going to, um, but it sucked because we lived like 45 minutes out of the city. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it was tough. Whereas like now you hop on the interstate and downtown's 10, 15 minutes away. So
0: it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, quick question about what you just mentioned was the five v two. Was that a Vladko thing or was it just a culture thing?
1: Um, it was definitely a Vladko thing and a culture thing. Like Vladko would always happen with us. Our assistant coaches would always happen with us, and we would do it every like every single day. Like there's not a day we did not play five v two. Um, and then obviously like we you know did rules like one touch or you have to take three touches or you know megs are double just like little things but that was I mean the five years I was with them we played 5e2 every single day
0: that's cool yeah it's way cool is it something that you would like to bring to Salt Lake City or is it just like I don't know
1: yeah no for sure I'm I mean if I could play professional 5e2 like I would sign <laughs> up like that's I think that's like calling, but um, we do play it once in a while, not as often. So maybe this upcoming year we'll, you know, start playing
0: more. That'd be cool. Make it a, make it a tradition. Yeah, for sure. So this next question is also from Erica Tamaric fan. These all are, Um, this is, I guess, sort of the same question, but like, do you have a top like three or five moments in Kansas city as a player?
1: Um, I don't know if this is, like, in Kansas City, but, I mean, winning back-to-back national championships was obviously
0: a favorite memory. It's a good memory to have, I'm sure. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, this year we'll make it three, just in a different place. Yes, that would be amazing. Did you have, I guess, not to pick favorites, but did you have any, like, favorite teammates to play with?
1: Um, Yeah. um, So Lauren Chaney or now Lauren holiday was my rookie year and the year after. And she was like the pinnacle of like an amazing teammate in every aspect. She, for for one, she's a world-class player, but she would somehow make everyone around her look good. Um, And she was extremely selfless on the ball. um, And she just, she was so much fun to play with. So she would probably be my number one.
0: Dig it. Okay. This is going to be a harder question as well. (laughs) Megan, you're laughing. Yeah, because I can
2: read the next question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, this may be harder than the Alex Arlett question. What is your, like, what is the best thing about Chai?
1: (laughs) About Chai? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Um. I think the best thing about him is that, like, no matter what's happening in my life, I can come home and he's so excited and so happy to see me. Um, I think that's definitely, he'll always, he'll always give me unconditional love. And yeah, I think that's, that's definitely my favorite part about him.
2: Dogs are the best.
1: I know they they are.
0: If
2: only I could convince my parents to get me one, that would be great. But one day, that's the goal
0: and Megan do it? Have you ever thought about getting um, like a brother or a sister for Chai or is he just
2: yeah
1: yeah uh, we, no we have this conversation a lot because chai doesn't like people that much but he like loves other dogs and so we go back and forth about giving him getting him like a, a husky brother um, but we live in an apartment and to be honest I don't think it's enough space for two huskies. Um, so maybe one day, but I don't think anytime soon.
0: That's understandable.
1: What about like a cat or are you not a cat person? No, I love cats. And so, so does Mark. Like we actually both love cats. We go to Tinker's cat cafe, um, a lot. We'll just get a coffee and sit there and kind of hang out with the cats. Um, but we, we always joke around that Chai has the personality of a cat because, sometimes he just like i'll sit on the couch next to him he'll get up and go in the other room and i'm like okay, i saved you from the shelter but it's cool <laughs> um so we always think chai is like more of a cat personality um but i definitely want a cat one day for
2: sure
0: that's so funny just get up and walk right out of the room yep <laughs> it's really cool
2: oh always nice and feel so loved when that happens yeah
0: exactly all right, I have been dominating the question asking. Megan, do you want
2: to? I actually was just thinking of a question when I was sitting there that has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. But is your fiance a vegan too?
1: Yeah, he is. Um, when I went vegan, he actually went vegetarian. Um, and then he kind of slowly went vegan after that. But it's been really cool having you know, your partner have the same kind of ethical views and we he's actually an amazing cook, so we spend a ton of time in the kitchen trying out new um vegan recipes um so it's definitely been fun um and I think it's a lot easier to you know live a vegan lifestyle when your partner is vegan as well
2: for sure that's what we learned today is that couples that go vegan together stay together <laughs> that that's is. really cool though that's
1: yeah
2: plus I'm, i feel like you said, I'm sure that makes it a lot easier to stick to it when. There's not a, any other options like around, and then you you're encouraged from him too.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was gonna call this episode Tim Rack time, but I think we should call it Vegans or people who go vegan together stay. To- <laughs> Wait,
2: couples that go what vegan if- together stay yeah. together.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a long day, but yes, <laughs> okay. yes, that that is fantastic. What's the uh, how long have y'all been together? um
1: we have been together we're very untraditional capital we don't celebrate anniversaries or anything so excuse me for not knowing exactly how long but i would say around four years um one of so mark went to uh college at unc and one of my uh friends um on kansas city Merritt Mathias, uh played there as well and they were like really good friends and she was like e like i gotta hook you up with my friend mark like you guys would hit it off so well and I was like, I don't really I'm not really into setups, but and then he kind of flew out to KC and the rest is history. So
0: yeah. That's adorable. And now y'all are getting married. That's exciting. That's exciting. Do you do you have all that planned out? Or if you Um, do would you prefer not to talk about it?
1: No, it's it's not that, but like to be honest with you, I've never really been like dreaming of a wedding I'm not I I wouldn't really call myself the bride type I think I'm a little more like I want to you know save our money and buy a house one day coming up or something like that um I think we're kind of on the same page like I think we might do something very very small and intimate and just have like our family fly out um so yeah I know that's like really boring and not like probably what most people do but that's kind of just it fits us and um yeah
2: that's actually like weirdly enough how I've always kind of thought about it because like most of the time people are getting married and they're so young and then they're spending all their money on a big wedding when like you said you could buy a house or buy another dog or you know all these things
1: yeah for sure um but it's just that's kind of like how we we both feel and so why Why conform, I guess. And, yeah,
0: yeah. For sure. That's cool. Save now, play later. Yeah. I uh, I, I had a friend who recently spent like $10,000 on a wedding. And it's like, oh my God, what are you doing? You like, could
2: buy a car with that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, you could. It's ridiculous. And in Utah, everyone gets married so young and they get divorced anyways. <laughs> you know. For sure. No, I totally get it.
1: Um, and I, I just – I think a lot of times people – put so much emphasis on the wedding and it kind of takes away from like the actual like idea of marriage. You know what I mean? Like some people get engaged and they're just so excited to plan this wedding when, um, I don't know. I think it just takes away from like the actual idea of spending the rest of your life together.
0: That's cool. Erica. That's really cool. All right. I
1: do love going to weddings. So I don't want anyone listening to this. Think I hate weddings. Oh yeah. They're not for me. yeah. Wedding food is killer.
0: That's true. All right. So did you have any idols growing up? And I guess if you want to talk about how you like them are inspiring the future generations.
1: Also by Erica
0: Timmerich dash fan, Erica Timmerich fan. I don't know what it is. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, growing up, we didn't have like a, you know, professional league to look up to per se. Um, but I always looked up to my sister. She was, she's four years older than me. She's, um, she played soccer um, up until college. She played a little in college, but she was also, she was always super, super crafty, super technical. Um, I love the way she played. So she was kind of my role model, I guess, growing up with soccer.
0: Neat. Did, um, so did she play in college?
1: Yeah, she played at Florida Gulf Coast University.
0: Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, another question. I never I didn't put who this is from. My bad. Socks or sandals.
1: Um, honestly, like if I can go barefoot, that's what I'm gonna do. I, like I'm always barefoot. Um, especially in Florida, but like even in Salt Lake in the summer, I walk try barefoot. I just it's how I roll
0: gross thank you (laughs) (laughs) sorry um what are you most looking forward to in season two we touched on this a little bit but
1: um this season i don't know just getting back out there i think um we kind of have a chip on our shoulder from last season and i think just getting out there and just proving to everyone like how good of a team we actually are um and I'm just I'm just excited for I'm just excited to play again. It's been too long.
2: De- definitely, it's been way way too long. Yeah, the NWCO off offseasons are crazy long. Yeah, it, like never realize how long it is until you're sitting in it and you're just like, come on, any day now, we can we can play.
0: Yeah, exactly. And to have it, like, right up next to the MLS season, like, well, the MLS offseason, to have it like that, it just makes it feel even longer. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Because they end after us and start way before us. So it's like, come on.
0: Yeah.
2: Another reason why we should keep working on growing this league is so that we don't have to have as long of an offseason. So we can play more games and make our playoffs longer and all of the good things that come. Yeah, definitely.
0: The one thing, like, I obviously want to see the league grow and that outweighs everything, but I'm also, like, really sad about the idea of an expansion draft. Like, obviously it needs to happen. It's better for the league, but it's also, I think, especially when, you know, there are folks that we've talked to, like the Ericas, like the Alex, like the Lola Bontas, you know, like the Abby Smiths. you know everyone we've talked to who's been awesome you really build this sort of community and this like attachment to the players um when you tend to cover it and so I think that when that eventually happens that will be really sad yeah definitely but
1: i mean it's just it's part of the game and part of growing the league but i i do i do agree with you it's 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 one of the the harder parts of it
0: yeah and as a you know as a fan standpoint that's nothing from your standpoint, where you know you're, you know, obviously not saying that you know you're going to be part of an expansion draft, but to I guess be in that position where you can sure. be vulnerable, I'm sure that's super stressful. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, and also to lo- like I know you guys lose teammates all the time because of the nature of the league and the nature of being in sports, but that's also just another way you can lose friends and teammates, and it's just the yeah. sad reality of expansion. Yeah, it is. Hmm
0: hmm Sweet. I had a question that I thought of midway through, and then I was gonna save it to the end, and then I totally spaced it. <laughs> I I guess that's what I get for waking up at four a.m. in the morning. Oh no, and starting work right then. Oh well. Um Megan, do you have anything else you want to mention? Um, I don't think so. Well, right. I can't Erica. think of anything else. Oh, sorry, of my go head, ahead, so Cool, cool. All right, Erica, we'll let you close, I guess. Is there anything that you want to tell the listeners or to share? I mean, it can be anything random from as far as next season to, I don't know, what you did today. (laughs) Well, I
1: took a three-hour nap and I watched The Office. Um, No, that's, I mean, that's true, but um, I think I just want to tell, um, you know, all the fans and everyone listening in our soccer community that I guess sometimes it's, you know, hard to really tell everybody how much the support actually means to us as players. Um, but I mean, I think I'm, you know, speaking for everyone on the team when I say that, like the support that we've gotten from, you know, the Salt Lake City community has just been it's been amazing. Um, and it's just something that like, you just makes you want to play that much harder when you're, you know, playing and playing in front of a crowd that is so behind you. It just, it feels good. And, um, it just, it feels nice building like a legacy here, um, with so many people passionate about, you know, the sport you play and, you know, the team and your teammates and everything. So, I think just like another thank you for that because sometimes it can get swept under the rug how much, how important, you know, the fans actually are and how important like the community um, is and how, how much of a positive impact it has on us as players. So,
0: yeah. Right now I'm crying. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all. We'll we'll wind it there. All right, this was uh, Erica Timrak with Timrak Time. I'm sure we'll see her again. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Utah Royals FC show, everybody. Have a great week. All right.